me let me get in the, the mindset gotta get the yeah. vibes rolling in you know you gotta get in the zone yeah yeah the, the auto, auto zone, zone. oh <laughs> hey. yeah okay well with that hello everyone and welcome to the making time for the boys podcast i'm your host zach here with my co-host evan what's up uh, it's a uh, making time with the boys um um okay evan okay you, you want to start a fight right in the listen this isn't good for the kids okay oh god no kids aren't gonna take that one very well think of the children listen uh this week has been an important week for one reason alone what i'm about to read you sent by boston in the group chat that we have i have no idea if he wants this shared with his name attached to it and I'm not going to ask him. I'm just yeah, going to go with it. And I'm going to read you this verbatim so you can hear it and just react naturally, okay? Is it is it long? It's not it's not very long. It's all it's right. two two uh text bubbles. So All right, all right. <clears throat> the first one is just the word guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They right. said <clears throat> I'm going to laugh my way through saying this. I got to keep composed. All right. I just had such a massive urge to shit. I got up and started walking to the bathroom and farted with each step. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> That's it. I don't know why. I don't know what it was, but I'm sitting there like, you know, the TV's on, yeah. my family's watching stuff, and then I just get that text and I'm dying. You know, that reminds me. It's one. Or that reminds me of one of my proudest jokes. Uh, I've ever had in the group chat. Uh, it was when I, I I sent the message, guys. I need to. I'm going to call the fire department. Like I'm going to call like a fire truck, and everyone got like really worried for a sec because like what the fuck's going on? Yeah, right. And I said, well, because <laughs> what was I'm trying to remember exactly what I said? Uh, oh yeah, I think I said because uh, I just took a massive shit and my asshole's on fire. <laughs> That's super proud. Of course it is. Of course that's your proudest <laughs> moment. Uh, nice. God, so much of my range of jokes in the group chat is just me taking moments to shit on someone who said something dumb. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's that, that attacking form of comedy works really well. So Yeah. Well, you know what they say? Comedy can't, like, there's no comedy without, like, a loser you know? exactly like someone's got to be the butt of the joke get it uh, 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 <laughs> man you just uh i guess you ruined this whole segment of the podcast with that one joke i guess we gotta <laughs> can you imagine though like how long do we think boston was holding like clinching them cheeks to produce that scenario i really don't want to don't want to imagine it but i could probably <laughs> say well you know sometimes it's not about how like did he did he i forget did he say he was holding in for a long time no he just said he just got a sudden urge for it yeah and then, like say. got up and walked and was it just can, sometimes you know, laying down the flatulence with every step it sometimes just kind of sneaks up on you uh you know you just don't realize until it's like oh it's here all okay. right he he added it's... one more part to it i forgot to tell you i had to scroll okay. down a bit to make sure i got it all he said, imagine this happening in school. Oh, my God. And then he okay, says, yeah. he says he's like, he walks up to Mr. Pastor and says, Mr. Pastor, I really need to use the bathroom. <laughs> All I can think of is it's like the meme where, have you, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like the, the clone high Kennedy guy. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, walks up and he's like, is something about his ass being fat and then it like <laughs> turns around and it's just huge and he like <laughs> waddles off he does have like an abnormally thick ass yeah it's really have you ever seen clone high no it's oh my god you know it's it's one of those shows it's like it's on the list right but you've never actually gotten right. to it it's pretty funny it's pretty it's had like a resurgence recently for some reason do you think it was the memes if the memes happened because of the show's resurgence? No, I really don't. I, I, I could I could even mark it down to like maybe even coincidence. Yeah. I don't even know how it started up again. But it, here it is. Yeah. It'd be what it'd be with that. I don't know. My my list of shows is like 
insane right now because I want to watch The Man in the High Castle on Amazon. Never heard of it. It's basically about an alternate reality where um, the, the Nazis won World War II. So they end up in like invading the US with the help of Japan. And so you have this like 60s or 70s era US that's divided half of it to Japan, half of it to Nazi Germany. And there's like this DMZ zone, like, you know, Demiller. Oh yeah, militarized zone. Yeah, right in the middle of the nation. So sounds interesting. Yeah, it's pretty highly reviewed, and I've I've watched a little bit of it before, so I like I know it's going to be good quality when I eventually pick it up. But you right, know, has there been how many seasons are there? Has it been going on for a long time. I think there's four. It it's over now. I'm pretty sure. Oh okay. Well, that's uh, that's actually kind of the best time to you know get into a show. Right. When yeah. it's like already over. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta watch Breaking Bad together. Yeah. You don't sound interested. Well, it's because, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get hate for this. I'm just here now. I think I know, but go ahead. Every time I've tried watching Breaking Bad, because I've done it three or four different times now, tried to watch Breaking Bad. Oh, you've tried already. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. And I'll watch through season one and I'm like, this is like solid and I'm sure it's going to get better. But like when season two starts, I'm just going to be like, eh, I, I'm just going to start something else. Damn, dude. Just yeah, one of those things. I don't I don't know what it is because like, I mean, the acting in it is phenomenal. The yeah. cinematography is really great. Do you, the do you the know- narrative's good. Do you know anything about the story? Like anything after like season one? Like if it, like you get spoiled on anything? Is that kind of? Important? I know some stuff about Gus, uh, and that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Well, dude, that's why we gotta watch it together. Cause then I'll keep you engaged. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. Here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. We watch it together, and then maybe bring in. Uh, we'll bring in Boston. We'll also throw him in there, because even if we're not entertained, I think he'll keep us entertained enough <laughs> yeah. to at least get through. Has he seen Breaking Bad? Do we know I think, that? I think so. I'm pretty sure he's finished it. Ah, sick. Well we'll, well, we'll 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 figure something out. I want I because I want you to experience it at least try again. Yeah. With me. We'll the see. the most recent time I was the first time I'd made it actually all the way through season one into season Damn. two. So. And I still awesome. put it down. God damn, man. Well, because it doesn't really start getting, I don't want to say it doesn't start getting good until season three, because that's not true. But it really does start, the plot starts really fucking moving. Right. Once right. you really get past those first two seasons. And I don't want to say that it's like too slow for me, because it's not really slow in season one. There's there's like a lot of stuff that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. There's really not a single thing I can point to that's like this is a problem. I uh, right. for some reason I just lose interest at some point. Well, like that happens. I've noticed that happens sometimes with you when it comes to just like reading uh, or just getting into something. You just kind of lose interest. It's not like you yeah. hate it, but you just kind of get bored. I don't know. I need something to like really hook me. It's and... like uh... go on. I don't know. It's you. You would think that I would have struggled with Game of Thrones because you know Game of Thrones doesn't really hook you. I think truly hook you until the very end of season one. Yeah, that's true. Um, but maybe it was because of um, the how it hooks you at the end of season one that kept me going. Right, because well, you don't expect it. It's like such a big twist. You kind of want to keep going. Right. But- and then after that, you just kind of get so endeared to the characters that you just start sticking around through, through thick and thin, right? For better or worse. Well, see now I'm not even like it's not even like I can say oh I'm I'm but it's okay because I'm watching this show. I'm literally watching this show called Evil, which is like some that sounds, CBS that sounds shitty. Files knockoff. Yeah, Evil. It, yeah, because what it's about is this, this catholic priest in training who um wants to who basically like investigates for the catholic church into like if people need exorcisms and things like that mm-hmm. and like 
the casting is kind of what made me click on it in the first place because it has the guy who played Luke Cage, uh, Mike Coulter, I believe is his name. No. Oh. And it also has the girl who played the Man in Black's daughter from season two of Westworld. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was just kind of like, yeah, I like both of those act, like was, the, that actor and actress. I was about to say uh, that's kind of a downgrade, but considering how shit Westworld became, I was going to say that kind of. <laughs> well, you know, not again. I, it's not like I could go and watch Westworld season three because then I'd just be sad. <laughs> I feel like at some point I have to try and finish it. At least finish season three. Oh God. I don't know if I could I don't know if I could do that. I feel like here's the thing. I feel like I could do it if if we got the crew together and it was like, yeah. you know, it was me you and Aaron sitting down watching uh, it probably could, but it's so we, fucking we could, bad. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Did we watch the first we watched the first like couple episodes together, right? Or did Aaron yeah, show yeah, up for we, that one? We got through the first well, okay, was the Mave episode episode two or three? Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, okay. We we for sure all watched the first episode together, and then I think for the second episode, Aaron couldn't come, but you were able to. Right. And so, and that's when we were like, "Well, COVID's kind of putting an X on this um, for the for the rest of the season." Was that was that when COVID started? Yeah, yeah. What the well, fuck? We we had all just gotten we had all been brought home from college oh i guess you're right and god we were, it feels like a century ago I man know. well we were all like oh this is going to be great because we can just do a bunch of stuff together because covid isn't in like isn't even near us and then all yeah. of a sudden it was damn it dude i miss that yeah yeah i miss it too i I miss just being able to do things with the boys you know? right right well i don't know man even if we i think we probably could do it if we were out together but that mave episode literally made me fucking brain dead like I felt like nothing after that. That was so shit. God. At hey, least with Game of Thrones, we only had like three episodes, and then it was yeah, over. Yeah, it was. Uh, at least and it was it funny, honestly. Season. Yeah, and you know what? It it kept giving us little tidbits, like oh, you there's hope because of this. Right. Well, yeah. at, at least the reason the thing about Game of Thrones is that it was so it was so bad that it was honestly comedic. That because like that you just. Because it wasn't just bad choices. Westworld, it's just like bad choices. And right. just like, God, it's a fucking slog. With Game of Thrones, it was like literally the worst choices you could possibly make right. in the story. And it made it so fucking hilarious. I mean, God damn it, man. <laughs> the, I think, you know, the biggest thing to me, and spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen season eight, but listen, if you're if you're watching Game of Thrones at this point, maybe just stop after you finish season six. Maybe just be like, you know what? This is like, I've I'm fine now. I'd say stop after you finish season four. Leave Stannis some dignity. <laughs> um, but you know, I I think when you get to the the actual long night battle, where like you know, there's the camera problems for some reason. It's so insanely dark, and I think the only reason it didn't bother us much. The night we watched it was because we were in a pitch black room. Yeah, we had like the uh, environment. Yeah, for it. but also more people should have died. A lot more main characters. Well, that was the retarded that. thing about the whole battle was that they constantly did that thing where the whites uh, would just gang up on this one character and like right. it show like five of them on on the character then it cut away quickly and you cut back and then guess what the character's fine like just in time for another swarm of whites to come at them <laughs> how did sam survive i know sam, sam entirely should have been destroyed by the time they acted by the time uh aria did her magician's trick and dude everyone should have been fucking dead I mean, Jesus, that was so fucking like. There's so many. There's so much wrong with that. I honestly think people go too easy on that episode because there's so much fucking wrong. Right, dude. Like, their their fucking plan didn't even make any goddamn sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know no one probably cares about that, but me, because like, okay, they put their fucking trebuchets outside the fucking castle for some goddamn reason instead of hiding in the castle they're like here's what we're gonna do let's fucking all run outside and charge <laughs> at the 
that that the that the army of undead that outnumber us fucking ten to one. Yeah, that's a great idea. What the fuck was that all? What? And then you also have to add in the fact that anyone who dies immediately becomes part of the army of the dead. Exactly. So you, like, honestly, the game plan would should be just like take your fucking trebuchets inside the castle, take everyone else inside the castle, and just huddle up. Right. Just launch, just launch shit at them, and then use your fucking two dragons you got as basically like the fucking Vietnam bombers. And just do strafing <laughs> runs. Yeah, like that's all you need to fucking do. <clears throat> you win. They're just mindless fucking zombies. They can't do much. I mean, shit. I think the biggest disappointment to me though was like you you build up the White Walkers and the Night King so much, so much, and then literally his like. The Night King's first big moment, like truly big moment, he just immediately dies. Right. You, well, can't, even... you can't set up this character as the main villain of the whole show and then be like, actually, A, we subverted your expectations. It's Cersei. <laughs> I know. Well, and the way he died wasn't even that satisfying. Because, like, I don't, if you're going <clears> to <throat> maybe say, like, well, he's such like a powerful foe fighting him one-on-one isn't just gonna it's just not gonna work it's like all right but then at least make his death satisfying like make right. it make sense like Arya literally just jumped out of the ether to kill the son of a bitch like what he didn't even get outsmarted right she just teleported like that's that's what i would have at least wanted like if you don't want to do the whole big like battle thing at least make it to where you've outsmarted him right that beats him nope they they could have also just shown us her actually somehow sneaking through all these White Walkers. It like would at least some good would, reason for it. I wouldn't bite then to just sneak through a fucking crowd. I mean, I agree one hundred percent, but I I think it's worse to just be like, no, no we're definitely. just gonna let you infer that she did it. It's definitely worse. Now everything about that was just terrible, and then Theon's death was fucking cancerous as well. <laughs> He's just like, you know, he has that one little good moment. You were a good like, man, Theon. You're a good man, Theon. Now die so I can take the Iron Throne. He's like, all right. He takes his fucking stick, runs at the fucking Night King and dies immediately. It's like, what an unsatisfying death. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, wow. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Theon just, you know, I, I didn't like Theon. And I, I don't show the same sympathy towards him um, that I think people come to show. But he he really did. I mean, I don't think he deserved to be treated how he got at the, the very end. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people treated Theon like shit. But the biggest disrespect came from the writers themselves. I right. feel like at the very end. It's like you really, it felt like it kind of undermined his entire journey to just have him end end like that in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, but you know, a, a wise man once said, "Who has a better story than Brand the Broken?" And that's how we got uh, the the, the other best him. line. The other uh, best line, which is, "Why do you think I came all this way?" Fuck that guy. Why do you like, think and, I came all this and way? I love the like the line that they use. Who has a better story than Brand the Broken? <laughs> Because, like, exactly, you think, like, literally everybody at the meeting, fucking Edmure, the, you know, fucking Sansa's uncle has a better goddamn story than Bran the Broken. Well, you can, and you know this as a fact, because I've talked about it extensively, anyone can ask me what is the worst part of Game of Thrones other than season eight, and I will consistently tell you it's when you have to trek with Bran. Yeah, he has the worst fucking story. Well, and you can tell because he, he's barely in the later seasons. They just right. kind of they just kind of put him north. Well, there's a whole season where he's not in it. Exactly. They eventually they, they basically just do their due diligence where they just drag him north. Then they have his two friends die and leave or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then he just stays there. And then eventually when the end of the, it's like, oh, the series is ending. We gotta get him back. Gotta and, get him home. Yeah, so then he's like, all right, Mira, take me home. He's like, all right, cool. And they go home, and that's it. That's the fucking story. Listen, they the writers also did a huge disgrace to Jamie's character. Oh my god, they fucked him up so I mean, come on, you can't you can't literally have this man finally bed the the blonde giant woman. Um, <laughs> I can't think of her name right now. Um but you can't have him do that and then be like, nah, 
you know what he's like we this is supposed to mark kind of that final shift for him but no he's just he's heading back well he actually loved cersei the entire time yeah i mean i get that you know but like (laughs) he's actually a shitty person underneath all that the entire time we just never the things he does for love you know yeah just never knew (laughs) i'm i think the only um character who got the proper ending in season eight was the hound you think so yeah i don't know i mean i guess he did but he's the only one i can think of that when the when season eight ended i was like that i'm okay with how that storyline concluded like i'm happy with that yeah i mean i guess you're right I felt like I was never too into like I I like the hound. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I didn't, but uh, I wouldn't have chosen him, is what I'm saying. Right. To have the yeah. satisfying, like out of all the characters that have the like the ending that makes the most sense for it to be the fucking hound feels just like <laughs> <laughs> it feels wrong. I would 100 percent agree with that. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I for me the worst part is that. I mean, I'm such a fan of Tyrion. I love everything about Tyrion's character. They shit on Tyrion so much. Yeah. He becomes and, a fucking dunce. And that's why it's so insane. Like, full props to Peter Dinklage to have won multiple, I think it was Emmys for his performance as Tyrion. And a lot of those came from the later seasons while playing Tyrion. Because, you know, no matter how dumb they made Tyrion, it, Peter Dinklage played him really compellingly. Yeah. So Take the shit out of him. I'm still hoping that one day on his fucking deathbed, George Martin's gonna finally finish that <laughs> sixth book and we can finally get the scene because Tyrion was just on the cusp of meeting Daenerys mm-hmm. in the final book. I was really disappointed that we never I never actually got because I really wanted to see him just head into that city and just start tearing shit up. Right. Because, you know, Daenerys had that whole stint where she was like, the city was fucked. Yeah. She couldn't do anything. I was just fucking waiting for the moment for Tyrion to just stroll in. And he's like, all right, bitches. I'm about to fuck shit up. And he just fixes everything. I'm excited for when he does that so that I can pick up reading the books again. Because Tyrion is going to be a different character than what I saw in the show. Because the show, I mean, it's sad that I already know this, but I mean, they left out a big, um, like, core part of his character in yeah. terms of what Tyrion actually knows about his uh, about his wife. Yeah, like that was fucked. <clears throat> like that was such a huge deal. I mean, Jesus, <sighs> it's it's sad to reminisce on Game of Thrones because yeah. you know we we had. We had got together and I had shepherded you boys through seven seasons and like 10 weekends. And yeah, the, the hype ch- was an, an all time high. The journey was fun. Yeah. Uh, the journey was certainly fun. Uh, I'll say that. You know, come, And you know <clears> what? The hype was pretty real. <laughs> came in. Yeah. I watched it. And those first two episodes, like, weren't terrible. They, they were, you know, they were just kind of boring. Yeah, well, and you know what? I think going into that third episode, we all collectively felt like as long as this third episode is the payoff, then those first two episodes are like good episodes. And then the third episode came and I just felt like something was wrong. Right. It was just like, this feels dumb. And then and then it all kind of just came together when John started screaming at the dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what a what a perfect way to fight a dragon. I know. He, I think he thought he was in Skyrim, not uh <laughs> Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah. Jesus. Also, was was there any good reason as to why uh Binyoff and Weiss decided they needed to shoehorn in a an Arya Stark sex scene for us. Oh god, I forgot about that. That totally happened. Because because what I was about to bring up was that, you know, I have a lot of respect for episode two because it's a quiet, that quiet moment before battle. And we get like Podrick singing and everyone just kind of coming to terms with what's about to happen to them. But then we get hit with the the little girl sex scene. I know. I'm not a fan. And 
I mean, I get it. Ari is not like young and Macy Williams isn't young anymore, but it's wrong in the context that we literally watched this girl grow up. Right. And she still looks like a child. Yeah. <laughs> she just, she just not look her age at all. <laughs> I, I, I like to think that after the season eight script came out, no one on the set could really look at Benioff and Weiss the same way. Right. Just give him weird glances. Like, I mean, you know, it's impressive to me that all these stars in hindsight have stayed positive about season eight for the most part. Because yeah. you watch videos of them reading the scripts and like talking about the season before it comes out. They all seem like they, they know that they're, yeah. they're accepting, especially Varys's actor. Oh, yeah. Like he looked disgusted when he finished reading the script because there's video of him where he just like kind of throws it down and laughs to himself i've I've seen it well because that was a terrible way for him to die so so the the fucking this huge character who got really diminished in his role as the seasons went on and dies in the dumbest way possible he's also i mean arguably there's an argument to be made that varus is the smartest character on the show oh yeah when you're looking at the smartest characters you have varus you have Tyrion. um I, I guess that's in my mind the two smartest Littlefinger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Peter Baelish is up because those are the three guys who like really just control everything, right? Behind the scenes. Listen, Littlefinger's death was awful too. Yeah, he was. I mean, come on. Look, like I, I get the sense of like ironic justice of him being outsmarted, but I don't think he's getting outsmarted by. Sansa and Arya like that. Well, it barely felt like he was outsmarted because uh, it was just Bran just kind of told them what happened. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all. It's like, oh, I guess we'll just kill him now. Yeah. <laughs> Great plan. Though I've also noticed from the little bit I have read of the books and from what I know that like Littlefinger isn't exactly like that in like in the books how he is in the show either. Uh, Probably but, not. Because he's I think you, you get the sense in the show that uh, Littlefinger, like people aren't trusting of him. But when you read the books, it's like people are sometimes too trusting of Littlefinger, which is oh, yeah. how he kind of maneuvers well, his way into all these situations. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Littlefinger is that he's both smart and also he's got charisma. Yeah, he has, so, the, he has the right amount of charm. Exactly. Now, I think the moment, because last we left off with Littlefinger in the books, he actually... You know that chick in the veil? Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Catelyn's sister. Yeah, yeah. He's chilling up there, right? Still in the books. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in the veil don't fucking like him. But even then, actually, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. he's actually able to charm quite a few people, even after killing that chick. Right. Like, so yeah, he's got, he's got the fucking moves. He's got the moves. He even fucking... You know, tricks Sansa into trusting him. Right. Because he's just kind of got that fucking vibe. He he would be really good at being the imposter. <laughs> you know, he, he would just persuade everyone. But once you know, it'd be sort of that thing where, like, every round, it's just, like, little finger sus. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we can't prove anything, but every time he was walking around, the progress bar went up. So, I mean... Yeah, you know. exactly just like that constantly suspicious person right right god you know hbo just kind of as a network i they've they've disappointed me too much now because they've hit us with two back to back with westworld and game of thrones yeah that's why like they're making a series based off of the stand by stephen king Mm mm-hmm which is like one of his biggest novels ever. Um, and funny enough, it's about a pandemic that wipes out the most of the human race. So yeah, that's funny. Topical for the times, you know, but there's a combination of things there that makes me not want to touch it because one, it's an HBO show and two, it's a Stephen King adaptation. Mm, and those are not the best combo. Right. I wouldn't touch it just in the fact that it's an <clears throat> HBO show, to be quite honest. They've kind of shit. Right. Well, I kind of want to watch Watchmen. That's like 
that might be a sin in its own right. I but, I don't from what I've seen it doesn't it doesn't really interest me all that much. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to see how you feel about it. I might might even be willing to watch it with you just to see it because I wa- I read the original mm. Watchmen comic. Yeah. Uh, and I like that quite a bit. Thought it was really it was a really solid deconstruction of the whole superhero genre and i think mm-hmm. one of the first things that did that if i, if I think correct. you're right yeah what i what i want to watch before i watch those i want to see Zack snyder's watchman movie yeah i've heard that's good i haven't seen that one either i've heard i mean i think the big thing about Zack snyder as a director is that i think the cinematography is what comes first to him and kind of the good thing about adapting a comic book is that you know a comic book is already set up in panels of artwork so he's just doing his job to recreate panels shot for shot you know yeah and that that definitely makes his job easier and i that's a complaint people had was that it's just like it's not necessarily too much new and you know there's a lot that happens in the watchman comic definitely more than that could be fit into a a movie well that's why it's super long i think the because there's two cuts of it there's the director's cut and the like the the theatrical cut yeah so do you do you feel like you have hope for his uh justice league cut honestly not really yeah everything zach schneider's made has been fucking sham and a disappointment so i'm not sure why this would be any different just because it's the fucking oh my god it's the fucking director's cut whatever right well you know how it's being done now right how, do, do you it's like a tv show sort of thing yeah there he's cutting it in a way to where it'll be like four or five installments and he's he's actually currently filming new material for it yeah because um, because i think ben affleck henry cavill and gal gadot have all signed on to come uh, film new scenes for him or have been confirmed they're filming new scenes. Um, so, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman there. And then also, and this is the part that's got me wondering, um, I believe Jared Leto, his Joker, is, yeah. has been seen on set filming mm-hmm. stuff. And so now we so now we know it's going to be shit. Yeah, now, now we have all the, all of our ducks are in a row. And we know it's going to be bad. So, oh god, the only listen, the two things he needs to do to get make me give this an actual shot. He needs to get rid of Jared Leto, just get get him the fuck out of <laughs> Keep there. Keep him away. And and he needs to change the actor for the Flash. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him. I I couldn't get into him either. Yeah. You know, because you know that's not how Flash is yeah you know, we came across as like this nerdy kind of like the tom holland peter parker type of right thing. yeah it wasn't it didn't work for me he was the way he the way he did it really really wasn't really wasn't doing anything for me it made him right. kind of annoying well you know the the flash especially because he is uh is i forget is he wally west or is he barry allen i think they're doing He's, the barry allen well in honestly it doesn't matter both flashes are kind of charismatic and quippy oh yeah and... i was gonna say they're both kind of similar though wally right. west i think is like just a bit more stupid yeah uh but yeah i mean you know just you need to make him like kind of like this confident sort of uh funny guy right right they made him more like uh fucking point dexter <laughs> peter parker yeah it really wasn't it didn't didn't work and with especially with the way the guy acted it uh, it really wasn't really wasn't doing a lot you me. know i don't i don't care that much for the cw flash show but i do think grant gustin who plays the flash for the cw it makes a good barry allen can we can we watch the cw batwoman oh my god evan please oh my god listen if we're gonna if we're gonna sit down and watch the cw shows and you're gonna torture me with that then we're gonna watch them all we're gonna sit down oh and... god what they don't need to do nope. that nope this is what this is what happens oh my god fucking hell why would you want to watch all of them you what do you want you really want to watch you, you, mean you don't want okay listen there was a time in my life where i liked Dara. 
it's not necessarily uh, the proudest time. And you know what? I will defend like the first two seasons of Arrow. Well, because the first two seasons were kind of uncomplicated, and it right. was a bit. It was simple. It was just. It was just Oliver Queen and his buddy Diggle. Oh my god, I <laughs> yeah. love that fucking name. That's so great, Diggle. Uh, just you know, fighting crime and him killing yeah. people. He was like, "Damn, what a badass!" And you know, I think that before the CW expanded into their larger, like, multiverse thing and yeah, like superheroes, that the storylines didn't get so muddled. Right. Well, it was actually a half decent show. It was a right. Good, I think it was a decent take on the whole era thing. It was obviously CW'd. Because it did yeah. the whole fucking villain of the week sort of sort of stick. <laughs> it did the it did what Supernatural started and specialized, which is yeah, we're just gonna give you the like monster of the week. Here we go, storyline of the week. Though that did that does work better just with the nature of Supernatural. You know right. that's ending. It's ending. Yeah, they're on their last season. I, yeah. I heard they have two two more. Epi- well, they have one episode left. Actually, just you know, they're both being shown on the same night. That's crazy. They it's crazy because it's like. 14 or 15 seasons yeah and uh i think because you know i can't you know my mom is a huge she's still a huge fan oh yeah she never stopped and so i have to hear about it every time an episode comes out that's some impressive Uh, dedication to a show that's definitely not good anymore (laughs) yeah she she's dedicated though but uh apparently everyone's debating whether cast they made castiel gay or not Remember Cassio, right? Yeah, yeah, the angel and yeah. Are they just gonna are they just gonna buy into what supernatural fans specifically white teenage girl supernatural (laughs) fans want and just have that's the big debate because oh my god. He had he had his last line. I believe it's his last line, where he had to do some fucking stupid bullshit in order to save Dean. But so he looks at Dean before he like quote unquote dies because you know death doesn't have any fucking meaning in the show. Right. And he's like, Dean, in order to save you and do the fucking thing, I have to admit what made me ha- the happiest in my life. Uh, and you know, it's blah 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 bullshit. Uh, Dean, I love you. And then he, you know, he dies. Now this is where you get your your fan fiction writers who take that scene and you cut out whatever Cass said except for the the one thing that made me happy in life right and it just goes like that winchester <laughs> cock and then drops out that winchester d now but what would be hilarious is if he says that and then looks at sam and oh, dips shit. and then yeah. everyone's like what well but but all the signs were there for him and him and dean <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's a thing going on. That's I gotta say, really is impressive that your mom still like. Oh yeah. With that. Oh yeah. You know, I would say there was a there was a time where I was the most dedicated Doctor Who fan <laughs> in existence, and now I'm here just like, oh, they're doing another season, really. When did just when did it stop? Stuff. Like, what was what was like the the time it stopped for you? <sighs> it's gonna sound bad. It's, yeah, it's go gonna ahead. make me sound like I'm. You're sexist a fucking pig. sex. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> and it's literally Peter Capaldi regenerates. <laughs> I watched the first episode with Jodie Whittaker, and before anyone like goes to the comments and they're like, <laughs> "Zach is, is a sexist." Don't um, worry, we don't get comments. I know you're right. <laughs> um. We we don't get that kind of attention. <laughs> who do you, who the fuck do you think we are? A successful YouTube channel? No, listen, Evan. We're gonna get comments now. Oh right, because it's gonna be like Boston. Like, <laughs> what well, yeah. what what's gonna happen is I'm gonna take a clip of you saying, you know, you dropped off when the doctor generated into a chick, and I'm gonna like retweet that. Yeah. With, the, with the hashtag cancel Zach or right. Zach like, is over like, party. Or... Oh my god, this fucking bigot. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, as like I was saying, I I 100% am all for Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. You know why? Because she's basically just Matt Smith. Uh, that's why I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm a big fan of Matt Smith's Doctor, so I'm all right. for her. Like, oh, I'm quirky and alien, like, yeah. and like 
I'm like, 100%, this is like, this is what made me buy into Doctor Who in the first place. Right. But what I, what I don't like, and here we go again with like, bring me into the canceled territory, kids. I don't want... she's only a B cup when she should have been like at least a D. I mean, if she's <laughs> if she's fitting through the TARDIS doors, there's a problem. That's what we're saying. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to actually run with that. Uh, Listen, <laughs> it's like volleyball. You set me up for a spike, and I got to spike it down. God damn, dude! All right, but what no, was the... it's it's just that I don't want my show to be preachy. Yeah, that's, they got a huge I don't. Problem. I don't want to have to sit through, and it's like, like I don't have a care. I, I don't have a care. That was a weird thing to say. Yeah. I don't care if a show has a message it's pushing, or if it has some like, like greater Theme. moral that you take away from watching it. Like that doesn't bother me. Well, Doctor Who's had that fucking constantly throughout. Right. Yeah. It's just the Jodie Whittaker run was written by like a man with a brain of a five-year-old <laughs> can't help but just say it to you because he thinks right everyone's a fucking idiot and also this this man with the five-year-old brain somehow produced broad church seasons one i three. know what the fuck how, how can Shame you make something so good that's and fucking then, crazy i mean literally especially when you look at his first season with doctor who like jody's first season everyone should love her and he's like i'm not gonna have an overarching story we're just going to oh embrace God. the monster of the week stuff. And then when he does enact an overarching story, he's like, I'm just going to disrespect classic who. Yep. Infinite regenerations, baby. Um, Fuck that. God. I hate it. I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> but you know, the, the episode, I think that bothers me and it got, it got a lot of positive attention and I haven't seen the episodes. So maybe it's wrong of me to say something, but do you, do we really need an episode of doctor who where she travels back to like see Rosa Parks. Oh my god! Well, it just feels so pandering, right? It, it, like, it's literally oh like, god. see, see, we we respect you. If they were gonna do mm-hmm. it, I'd at least like them to do it with maybe I don't know Martin Luther King. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, something. you know, I there, there's part of me that's like they chose a an important female activist in history because there's a female doctor but that's honestly that's part of the problem is that they the pandering became because we're like this season's all about preaching right well the thing about empowerment the thing about the martin luther you could do martin luther king because at least so it made it would make more sense if he was like in danger of some shit Right, because like he was such, he was like the leader of the whole fucking movement. I don't know. He'd probably get involved with some. Who the fuck's going after Rosa Parks? You know, an interesting thing they could have done with Martin Luther King is, you know, Martin Luther King dies. You know, he yeah. he gets yeah, murdered, yeah, and it's like thing. the doctor has to come to terms with the fact that there's this important person that she can't save that like that, she greatly respects and that yeah. did so much for the it, U.S. You know, that's like, that's like, you could probably say that's like even like a trait because they do it so often. They did it with the Pompeii uh, episode, but like, it's still a good, it's still a good uh, fucking, what's the word I'm looking for? Story, story. Right. Well, it's why the Water of Mars is one of David Tennant's best episodes because he, he breaks that rule. Exactly. He sees that because he breaks that rules, there's pretty dire consequences i'll come listen i'll come back to doctor who when they've got a doctor who's just an actual fucking chad like david Tennant was <laughs> you know i i'll come back. back to doctor who when the, the storytelling is what it should be when it's when it's respectful of what's come before it honestly while, it, <sighs> uh embracing new things as well it's so you know there, there's a lot that doctor who can do to to push uh narratives and morals and agendas if they want to without shoving it down our throats you know also like destroying the fucking story because like like that that, what uh what was the you know the one where they went to uh what was it called it's the one where they they went to a, a resort but like everything outside the resort is fucked up and destroyed and it turns out there was a disease, and then the twist is like, oh, it was Earth. Right, I know what you're talking about. I because I haven't seen that season. Yet. Right, and at the end of the episode, they leave, and they're like, the Earth is going to be destroyed. And she's like, no, don't worry, that's just a possible future. Right. It's something that could happen. It's like that's not how it works. And she's like, 
it's we just have to take care of the environment <laughs> and stop climate change i'm like fuck off jesus well you know you look at like another episode that preaches this like you know the the fate of the earth is up to humanity kind of right thing and you look at there's an episode for peter's run in his final season where or no it's it's his it's not his final season it's his first actually i'm mixing up my moments where he him and clara or clara however you say i want to pronounce her name go to the future where the there's like something wrong with the moon and they they go there and they they investigate it what they find out is that the moon is an egg alive figured yeah it, it's an egg that's hatching and you know obviously if the moon is gone then like earth's time is done wait the, so the, moon is an, the moon is an egg yeah that, just, egg that really for... just hit me that's fucking retarded <laughs> yeah okay I mean, go on. <laughs> you know it's an egg for like a space creature space dragon type thing okay um, all right and but but the important thing is basically the climax moment of the episode is clara's like well, doctor you have to solve this and he's like nope this is listen i can't model with earth's history this has to be a human choice because i what? can't get involved in the timelines like you guys have Wait. to decide what you're doing with the with the moon i thought the earth was supposed to what about the third great and bountiful human empire shit he's saying there what well that's that's a different kind of thing that happens with the doctor because you know he he thought he was setting things back how they should be because they'd been changed by another alien influence when you look at that mm -hmm. ninth doctor storyline but here the doctor has ended up um by accident being like wrong place wrong time sort of thing to where they like in a time of humanity's choice and he's like no you have to make this decision because if i make the decision then i've modeled with history i'm know? not sure if i get that because like you could apply that sort of fucking thing that literally anything when the earth is in danger like when the daleks attack whatever i'm not here to shit on the fucking well you know it, the the main difference is is just the fact that here it's, it's not it's not an alien invade invading it's something that like the the established idea would be the moon has always been an egg you know so that's just uh, like natural history know. But whatever. I uh, mean, you know, we, we I can get what you're critique saying. the finer details of it. Right, right. Because well, if we start, we'll start fucking yeah. talking about this all night. But, you know, the, the bigger idea here is that, you know, you can do it with something as simple as just the doctor being like, nope, this is like humanity sometimes has to make choices. And instead, yeah. you get a five minute monologue right well it's the thing is like it's how the message is delivered which is super important right uh it's not a good feeling when it feels like your intelligence is being <laughs> essentially mocked by the right. writer well you know we're not we're not watching doctor who to be lectured right you know? and, and you know it's like so you'll go with children watch doctor who and like you know what i would think that's even a fucking insult to child's intelligence yeah like fucking hell well i mean yeah it's you look at like any cartoon in existence in like you know if you show someone stealing a, like candy from a baby and the baby cries a kid will say that was wrong but you know right. what if you put someone on the tv who instead is just going to tell you for five minutes that stealing candy from a baby is wrong that kid's just going to turn the tv off exactly exactly so, so yeah fuck dr who <laughs> i hate dr who now all my homies hate Doctor Who. No, I'm still watching. Uh, so I've 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 had to drop off recently, but I'm still trying to get through the William Hartnell years. Yeah, still checking through Classic Who. Yeah, I'm still trekking through it. Classic still... Who's a fun romp. I've I've yeah. watched quite quite a fair amount. I don't have access to the wide array of episodes like you do, but I have done my done my due diligence because there was a time where Amazon had oh yeah like a whole collection of classic well, who for prime that was back in the glory days when there weren't 15 different streaming services right. you could actually like fucking watch doctor who on netflix even and that's why i gotta say i think when it comes to classic who my favorite doctors are probably either patrick troughton who's the second doctor 
or mm-hmm. Peter Davison the fifth. Really, I was expecting you to say Tom Baker. No, or one see of that, that's the thing. I mean, I classic who Tom Baker is truly, and I I won't dispute this. The epitome of like what the of the doctor. It's like when you look at the NFL and you say Tom Brady's the goat. Like okay, mm-hmm. like objectively you're probably right. But I mean, come on, my my favorite quarterback is Peyton Manning. That will never change. Yeah. So in the in that same respect, I mean, Tom Baker has that elite status in, right. in the same way that David Tennant has that elite status. But, but I feel like as I go through it, I think my favorites are gonna probably be mm. one of them. I no one's gonna agree with me on this one, but one of them's gonna be William Hartnell. For no other reason, but because when I watch his episodes, I really get the feeling everyone on set's having just a fantastic time. Right. And that kind of just makes me happy. It's like, this is like a simpler time. We never was just, everyone's just having such a fucking grand old time with this. I can't, (laughs) I can't help but like it. I can't help but have fun with it. Just like, goddamn. Uh, And it was, and it's also interesting watching them because in those formative years, as they develop the doctor's character and sort of figure out how you actually write a Doctor Who episode, because that's when they're really trying to figure it out. And that's really interesting to me. And, you know, those were really the glory days of science fiction as a whole. Yeah. Because that's when you're truly starting to broaden the horizons of what science fiction can be. Because, you know, before that time of television, you have these audio dramas that are going on on the radio with, like, War of the Worlds and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you finally get this chance to put something on the big screen that is um, uh, sci-fi related, and you get stuff like Doctor Who and Star Trek. And, yeah, it's like brilliant. Yeah, and you know I think you'll come to really like Patrick Troughton as well. Oh, I'm even sure. No, he. I think what you'll like most about his run is the companions. Oh, probably. I've heard he's got some pretty good companions. He he probably has the best companion in Doctor Who history. But I'm thinking, uh, other than William Hartnell, I'm from what I've seen, I'm probably really gonna like mm. John Pertwee. Yeah, he just he just seems like a pretty great doctor. Well, you know, around. he's the uh, he's the fighter, literally does like engages in fisticuffs. That's awesome. That's so. fucking yeah. He sounds like the Chad. I think yeah. I'll like him. He sounds like the fucking goat. <laughs> you also get pretty constant Lethbridge Stewart in uh when that comes around. So that's a big deal. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to actually because now that this, uh, my semester is coming to a close, I'll actually get a chance to you know, fucking relax again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shit. <sighs> yeah. You know, it'll. I think it'll be a good thing when Doctor Who finally closes its chapter for a little bit again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's one of those shows that needs it. And, you know, I I start to wonder, because you, you think about these shows like Supernatural and Doctor Who that have, that have been going on for so long, and you just know somewhere down the line we're going to see a reboot or a remake of some kind. And that's a scary thing. We're kind of living through what, like, original trilogy fans are, had to go through when the prequels got made. There's mm-hmm. going to be a time in our life where we have to go through that ourselves. And that's going to be a strange feeling. I guess it will be. I'm not sure how much they'll actually be able to like reboot. I don't know if we have a, a lot of original content now anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But it'll be, I know they're probably going to take something like from a childhood or some shit. Like they're going to make fucking Timmy Turner the fairies strike back i saw where someone had animated what they thought ed ed and eddie could look like if it was rebooted for kids today Mm -hmm. it made me want to throw up i think i saw that but i think i blocked it from my mind so yeah look it up again i mean the luckily the show's creator has come out and been like we're not doing anymore ed and eddie like we we ended it how we wanted we're not doing it anymore characters uh actually you heard about the how they're doing the animaniacs reboot oh my god i'm just found it <laughs> oh my yeah. god it looks fucking terrible you know the the thing with the animaniacs reboot that i have a little more respect for is the original voice actors are back 
And I want to believe that the original creators are the ones doing it for Hulu. So it doesn't feel like it's as much of a, like a reboot or a remake if, if they're treating it like it's just an extension. Because even in all the trailers, it's like the Animaniacs are like with the classic voices just being like, yeah, we're back because we're shills who accepted this huge check from Hulu. <laughs> And it's like, okay, you know, this is what the Animaniacs are. They're fourth wall breaking cartoon characters. And we get the return of Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, that show as well with the same voice actors back. I mean, you take, I guess I was about to make an argument that I would have immediately have lost because Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go!, have the same voice actors yeah and so i'm just going to retract my (laughs) statement and uh and yeah 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 it's probably for the best teen titans go will always be just a shining example of just how why you should leave our our good uh god-given tv shows alone Honestly, like Jesus, it still makes me sad. It, well, it makes it even worse that it's a success. It's like right. It's one of those things where like you know it's bad, and it, everyone else is just so retarded that why? Just... Why are kids so dumb in like today's standards? Because you know we grew up with smart cartoons like Codename Kids Next Door, the classic SpongeBob, classic Fairly Odd Parents. Um, you know, we had the Powerpuff Girls, um, uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. All of these were smart shows, and sure, they still had these important aspects of kids' humor that I think is relatable to all kids of all generations. But you didn't have to be like Uncle Grandpa levels of stupid to yeah. get joke to get us to, to laugh and to enjoy it. You know. I think the last like really good holdout from our era was like, even though I didn't enjoy it as much of, at the time, I've come to respect it a lot. Is the Amazing World of Gumball? That was a fucking ten out of ten. I loved that show. All right, eight out of ten. You got me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's no, it's no chowder. Chowder but... was great. It was fun. I think at least it had self-respect unlike right. a lot of these shows now you know i think we're we're probably getting close to a time where we should call the podcast here but there, there's one more show i feel like i have to talk about before we before we close it out here as we're passing probably 10 minutes past the hour mark now but can what what went through cartoon networks executives minds when they greenlit the misadventures of flapjack don't know exactly it was certainly a weird choice well because the, did they no nick did invader zim but i guess it was one of those things where i think maybe they wanted their own invader zim maybe that's how they thought because invader zim is like the closest thing i can relate to with adventures of flapjack you know i i saw something the, the other day and i'm gonna read these off to you now but the people who worked on the misadventures of Flapjack went on to make the following shows. J.G. Quintal made regular show and is doing a show called Close Enough now for HBO Max. Um, but he was one of the one of the important figures for the misadventures of Flapjack. Pendleton Ward, who did Adventure Time and is now doing uh, the Midnight Gospel. Um also, uh, Alex Hirsch for Gravity Falls. God damn. Yeah, and also uh, Rebecca Sugar for Steven Universe. Ah, uh, well, okay. Then now we know why it was shit. <laughs> she tainted it. The, the, listen, I think there, there was a moment in time where we were all like, wow, Steven Universe is really good. And then, yeah, it had a potential. Yeah. Then it just got shit. You know. It went to shit. But... It's crazy to think that a show that it was so strange and should not have been seen by anyone 
<laughs> yeah, it was a very, it was an odd time. It was an odd time. Well, it was, I think what makes it even worse is in my mind, it's the last cartoon I can think of watching on Cartoon Network before they switched over to like the Cartoon Network Live for like a year or two. Oh yeah, was that the CN Real? Yeah, because that's when we got uh, Destroy, Build, Destroy and Do Build yeah. Happen. I actually kind of like those two shows. Yeah. They had some sketch comedy show too, but I wasn't a big fan of that one. Yeah. And they had a paranormal show that only lasted like one episode. I, I was going to say, I only remember one episode of that show. So. Yeah. And then I think they had another show. I remember a lot of C and real shows for they some did, reason. They did Hole in the Wall. They had that. They did Hole in the Wall. They also did this serious show where it was these kids who were stuck in like this campus place i, th- I think they're trying to do a whole mystery thing with it hmm. and then i think there was another show where this kid traveled the world with his dad or some shit when he was younger and because of that he was basically ultra chad indiana jones <laughs> but like as a fucking high schooler right. and because of that he could do insane shit like he could fucking fake his own death he could remember he slowed down his heart rate heart rate to like a fucking they thought he was dead, but really, he was just fucking with them. <laughs> he nice. came back to life. <laughs> that, that's how you do it. You know, honestly, I would still watch Destroy Bob Destroy. Oh, that totally. I'd watch right now. You know, totally. That was fun. I'd watch Dude. What would happen? Yeah, you know, I would too. Because that's like fun MythBusters, and not to say MythBusters isn't fun, but like. It's basically just Mythbusters for kids. Yeah, well, dude, what would happen was like, we're going to make a hot tub car. And it's like, damn straight they made a hot tub car. That was that was their first episode. Yeah. That was awesome. What are, what, I'm trying to think. They they did one about between a rock and a hard place. I remember <laughs> that one. I think I remember, though, a lot of their sketches or a lot of their episodes kind of boiled down to like similar things eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well... You, you know, when you're looking for things that haven't been done before, because of the existence of Mythbusters, there's not really much on the table for a show like that. Well, it's like it was like a balancing act. You want to make it really cool, but you also have to make it something that like, you know, younger people would be. You need to do it to where it's kind of like Mythbusters where you like have to build some shit and do some like fucking preparations or whatever. But then you right. also can't make it too nerdy because, you know, younger you know, kids aren't going to really be yeah yeah so eventually all of them just became something like i think they just ziplined a lot or some shit right well seeing real was a crazy experiment but i'm happy it ended you know yeah i do have some good memories about those shows though yeah i just remember thinking why you why am i not seeing cartoons on cartoon network oh that's why (laughs) um but you know before we end off here you, Evan, do you have a, a recommendation of the week for, for our friends uh, here? Well, you know, I'm going to recommend that you give your recommendation first. Oh, <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah, oh but that's a God. shock. We weren't expecting um, that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to, uh, how to accept this award. So I think I'm just going to d- defer it back to you. Well, I—that's I, so gracious of you, but I gave you a gift, and, and you know, I can't return it. No, no return ref- policy. No, no, no refunds. Sorry, we don't we don't do that here. Um, what what do I want to recommend? I see. I hadn't thought about it this week. Why the fuck know? did you even bring it up? Because we do it every week now. I'm not gonna bring it up. Okay, Evan. You know what, Mister <laughs> Mister Cool Guy out here doesn't want. I'm just, I'm just making making little fun things over here. Okay, see how it is. I'm gonna go ahead. With, I'm gonna recommend everyone uh, watches classic Doctor Who because that yeah, is it's a, good, a good time. I'm gonna recommend that everyone goes watch the CW Batwoman series. They're coming out with a new season, and they're getting and rid a of new Batwoman. New Batwoman, she's so, black now, so and with an afro. So yeah, yeah. check and that shit out. So, should we take down crime? 
one oh, step yeah. done. You know? Taking on crime and white supremacists. Hey, there we go. <laughs> and that's a good way to, to end off the podcast. Yep. See you next week, kids. Later. Later.